Good morning, good morning, Nashville. Good morning. Peace to the city. Peace to the planet. Y'all thought we were done, but we right back. This is the Black Men Vent 2 podcast. Good morning. Nashville, we want to thank you once again for just continuing to support us throughout the uh, movement and um, everything that we've been doing to, to just kind of progress through within the podcast and just continuing to grow our audience and, and continuing to grow our platform within the city. Nashville, my name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Junebug. Nashville, I'm Leon Davis Jr. And I go by L Dog. And as my son just said, we just thankful to continue to have uh, supportive listeners and people that are listening to us on a weekly basis. And we we just hope and pray that we're doing something to give back to our community that will help somebody, help some black man to understand his issues, but also help maybe someone who's hearing these podcasts to be able to recognize some of the symptoms and uh, be able to see it in a black man and be able to help that brother, maybe even help yourself. So again, we're just thankful to be able to do this once again, and we are glad that we got you as a listener. We're going to try to come with something every week that'll help you and maybe help somebody else, but most of all, help our community. As Pop said, man, we uh we're gonna continue to push this thing forward. We right back, uh, right back like a shoulder blade <laughs> with this new episode. Um, this season, guys, um, if you touched with our first episode and touched bases on our first episode for this new season, we're talking about grief, uh, Nashville. Um, have you heard a black man vent about grief, um, today? And if you haven't, we do have a special guest with yes. us that um is here and he's going to give his intake, his viewing. Um, again, guys, with with raw material with with um, just the true, the true uh, transparency that we've all uh, been asking, you know, our host and uh, excuse me, our guests to come upon and uh, give us their story just on the different topics we may have. So, again, this season, we're, we're focusing on grief. And um, guys, uh, before I even touch into uh, that aspect, I always want to make sure that we give analytics um, to show our audience. And again, it helps us to grow and it helps our audience to grow as well. Um, recently within the last episode that we posted, um, and I'm assuming, um, other episodes prior, but we just received another international listener. Um, previously we've had the United Kingdom and, um, someone from there give us support in, um, France. We also had the support there and, uh, we just got another listener from Germany. Um, not sure if it's male or female, uh, but nonetheless, again, we just want to thank you for that support. Pops, you got anything on that? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad to see that it is getting around. And if you are a podcast listener and you know other people that listen to podcasts, man, pass this one around, man. Yeah, Help yeah, us, yeah. man. Yeah. Help us yeah. to uh, get this platform out to our brothers, man. And uh, yeah. you don't necessarily have to be a brother in Nashville. That's where we shoot, you know, that's where we record from. But right. it could be a brother in California or New York or whatever. You know somebody that there's something that'll say it or, or, or being heard that might help somebody that you know that are dealing with one of the seasons and situations that we talking about man send it to them man yeah i mean nashville guys this is not for us um this platform is not for for the gratification of my pops or myself but it is literally to uplift the black man that we walk past every day that has something on their mind something on their hearts and nobody to really share it with yeah uh so nonetheless with every season that we go through as we maturate as a podcast um again this season we're talking about grief um stay tuned with us because again we'll have Anybody from anywhere, just special guests that'll come on and give um, us their take on just how they deal with grief, um, being a black man, you know, and um, again, guys, this is important. And uh, again, please share, please like, please subscribe on your various platforms that you may listen to podcasts at. And um, nonetheless, guys, we won't waste too much of your time. Um, lastly, I want to mention also that the magazine um, that was uh, reported that we actually got a magazine interview in the last episode, that's forthcoming. Um, I did uh, get in contact uh, with the lady that interviewed me, and she said that the uh, details for the hard copy of our magazine interview will be forthcoming. So um, as soon as we get our hands on that Nashville, we'll make sure we get those out to our BMVT audience. And hopefully you support that just like you support the podcast. Um, with that being said, Nashville, it's Monday morning. You're here with the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. We got our special guest coming up soon. The Body Mass Index of Grief and a Black Man. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man Vent today? This is the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. Good morning again, Nashville. Good morning again. We're back. We are back. This is the Black Men Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. Nashville, you know our slogan. 
Have you heard of Black Man Vent today? We're going to get straight into the content of grief, the body mass index of grief in a black man. We have our special guest, my pops, is going to introduce him further. And um, again, guys, Nashville, stay, stay tuned with us and continue to support us as we move throughout the rest of this year. We got big things coming, a lot of big things uh, that we're planning and um, just manifesting everything um, to give God glory ultimately. So again, just continue to support us, continue to subscribe, continue to share. Pops, go ahead and introduce us with our special guest for today. Man, I'm I'm honored and it's a privilege and a, and I'm just I'm just just glad to have my brother on here with me this morning. Uh, he's a friend and a brother. He's a deacon at our church and a committed and dedicated deacon. But uh, he's also a friend and and it's it's not too you know we talked about that on one of these other podcasts. It's, it's not too many guys through a lifetime that you can call your friend. But I consider this guy my friend and I consider him a. I uh, just thank him for even coming on to yeah. share his story and, and just share with us about how he's dealing with grief and the grief in his life. So without mm-hmm. further ado, I'm going to introduce to some and present to others my friend and my brother, Deacon Vincent Cawthon. How you doing this morning, Deacon? Good morning, uh, uh, Mr. Davis, uh, uh, Reverend Davis, so I say. Uh, I'm feeling real good this morning. Uh, God has been good to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want to First say that I'm, and of course, I know your show, you've had some young, I've been listening and you've had some young guys on here, but I'm 70 years old, so, and I'm a Christian and I love the Lord, so my perspective today is not what it was some 30 years ago, 40 years ago, so, uh, but now dealing with grief, and I've had to deal with some just recently, and I dealt with Mm -hmm. some early as a, uh, in my life, uh, with the death of my sister, Mm -hmm. death of my father, Mm -hmm. death of my mother, mm-hmm. uh, death of a brother. So mm-hmm. I've, I've gone through some various stages, but as I have grown in the Lord, I found out that grief is a uh, it, it's something that you can't get rid of, but right. in stages, if you're on the Lord's side, you can live through those things and yeah. still function, yeah. you know, in a Christian way. That's mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it, man. Mm-hmm. That's it. Pops, you want to run with uh, uh, Deacon Cawthon, man, um, the before I even go, man, deep off into detail, man, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of, uh, break, break, kind of simmer things down a little bit. Deacon Cawthon can go toe to toe with any golfer in Nashville. I just yeah. want to, don't let the 70 year old, uh, age fool you, man. Yeah, He'll go toe to toe with anybody <laughs> in 18, 18 holes or yeah. nine, with whichever yeah. one you, whichever way you want it. He yeah. gonna give it to you, man. Uh, my man, he can he can get put birdies. He, he's doing all that stuff, man. So, so again, just wanted to throw that out there for anybody that's yeah. a real golfer out there. This man, yeah. he says he's seventy years old, but he golf like he eighteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, pops, man, uh, let's dive into the content, man. If you want to run by uh, Deacon Cawthon, man, just some of the grief stages again, so we can go ahead and get things going. Well, what I want to do is just I let him, you know, just tell us his story, but. One of the ways, one of the things that we saw and we kind of introduced on our first segment, Deacon, that sometimes when people go through grief, it's not always death. Sometimes it's like a divorce or losing a job or change or life changing situation. But, you know, how whichever grief you dealt with, you know, that's the one we want you to bring out to us. But and then the certain things that you see in the grief process, you see people like they said, the first stage was like shock and denial. Well, you kind of like in a shock situation, you know, whatever that situation was that, mm-hmm. that you caused you to deal with this grief. It's shocking and odd. Then another one was intense concern. Like you really concerned about the situation, concerned how your life is going to move forward, what you're going to do now. Yeah. You know, that that type of situation. Then another, uh, 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 another stage was despair and depression mm-hmm. you know you, you deal with you, you you just deal with you know that like, like what i'm talking about i'm yeah. i don't know how to move forward i feel like i'm down i feel like i can't live i feel like i can't eat you know yeah. all different kind of emotion man then another one mm-hmm. then after all those stages, then they say you go to the recovery stage and that's another stage where you just find yourself eliminating the pain some kind of way so you after yeah. going through yeah. maybe those th- three stages right there then you get to that last stage where this is the stage where I say, okay, now I'm just going to have to move on. Yeah. I'm going to have to live life. But everybody's not able to do that because some people decide that they're going to take themselves out. You know right. what I'm saying? I thank God that you didn't decide to do that. I didn't decide to do that. My yeah. son didn't decide to do that right. because right. we've all right. dealt with grief. So as you talk about your grief, how what, what brought you to maybe one of these type of stages, man, or which, you know, how did you deal with, just say, let me ask you, how did you, when you dealt with your first situation with grief, how did, how were you able to just, just deal with it? Well, I think, uh, 
Exactly. Like you said, because I, I hate to cut y'all, but like you said, because you didn't know the Lord back then. Right. When when you first dealt with like your yeah, first yeah, incident yeah. of grief, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I, if I go back to uh, age, I think six, five, six, or seven, mm-hmm. uh, I lost a friend, mm-hmm. a young lady. Her name was Carolyn Maxwell. I mm-hmm. mean, I remember the name, and, mm-hmm. it, and wow. it happened. My family and I, and, uh, and Carolyn and her family, and many other family, we all lived in the, in the projects down in Jackson, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, projects mm-hmm. called Lincoln Courts, very popular area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were playing baseball. I remember it just vividly, and Carolyn was playing and she and it was a real hot summer day mm-hmm. and she ran to the house we took a little break and got some she drank cold water and she wound up running back out and she collapsed everybody wow started, everybody and we you know wow. five six seven years old yeah. and she yeah. laid down now and she wow. was laying down and she, and she started to breathe real hard mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. perspirate and she wound up doc i mean they called the ambulance and she she died i'm like wow wow I, you know and, wow. and you know you don't yeah. think about death at six or seven years old yeah, yeah. 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 she wound up yeah. uh, having right. uh, some type of hemorrhage you know mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. mother mm-hmm. and i had dreams you know for for, for a while about that because yeah. she mm-hmm. was a she was a very beautiful little girl and lived right in the building adjacent to our building mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. uh, you just don't think about that, but right. for a long time, and uh, my mama, the, the other, my other brothers and sisters, we all kind of had to sleep together and hang, hung around mama. But we were just kind of scared. We didn't know mm-hmm. yeah. how to react. But a lot of times, yeah. uh, 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 fear comes over you because you wonder, well, that could that happen to me? Yes, you know. Yes. And so, yes. uh, but over time, you know, I, I, as I grew, you know, I learned that uh, you know, it, as I saw other incidents of somebody dying, you know, mm-hmm. that people, mm-hmm. other people had to deal with it too. So yeah. I just kind of, yeah. I think with that one being so young, I grew out of it, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. really, yeah, I remember it vividly, but right. it doesn't, it doesn't. But then later on, uh, uh, um, the next death I had to do a grief period, I think, uh, I think what helped, one of the things that helped me deal with grief, and I'll tell you this, mm-hmm. is that when I enlisted in the military, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I went through some training that mm-hmm. sort of got me disciplined mm-hmm. to be able to handle a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Some of the funerals and some of the uh, deaths that have happened in my family are down through the years. Yeah. It, there were times I was the only one in the family that was able to go to the funeral, mm-hmm. and I'll give you an example in a minute, go yeah. to the funeral and sit with the family uh, because I lost a sister in 1979, yeah. where wow. a husband, yeah. her husband killed her mm. with a shotgun, mm. and a few hours later took wow. the shotgun, put it in his mouth, and blew out his own brain. Wow! Mm. Now that's mm. tough. I was in the military, mm. and I came home, and wow. then had to deal with that, and mm. you know, and a lot of wow. family and, and yeah. friends of my sister, because she was very popular. She yeah. worked in business, yeah. uh, were angry, upset, didn't know what to do, and I was. Mm. Everybody just, you know, and I was a Christian. I was saved. Yeah, I got yeah, saved at yeah. 12, 13 years old. Yeah. But uh, it was tough for them to deal with. Yeah. And, and and I had a first cousin that lived in Chicago. Yeah. Flew down uh, to Jackson, Tennessee at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And he and I were the only two family members of yeah. my family that went to, to my sister's husband's funeral mm-hmm. because he was gone. Yeah. But the family wasn't the cause of it. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. So, right. You know, so a lot right. of people right. would have, yeah. Yeah, have grief against the family. Yeah. But but yeah. so I sat with the family. You know. Wow. But uh, that was big. That, you that, that was that was that, that, yeah. that wow. kind of gave right. and that was strengthening right. for me. And I and yeah. my cousin Billy, yeah. he's dead. He was a preacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came down and we sat with the family and, and mourned with them and you know because they lost a, 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 a son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lost, lost a sister. sister and my mm-hmm. mom and my mom was there, so it was it was mm-hmm. it was a trying situation. And if long, I got I still got the program at home. I sometimes right. I look at it with mm-hmm. my sister's funeral. But uh, that's but, a, that's an amazing amount of strength, man, that it took for you to even go to his funeral knowing mm-hmm. that. He was the one that exactly. Wow! Exactly. I think if I had wow. because my bro, my right. older brother, my older t- no, I ain't going. I'm not going. I'm not yeah. going. Said, yeah, yeah. Put my but but wow. but uh, I think one of the one of the biggest uh, healing factors in grief is time. Mm. Because right go. now, mm-hmm. time go. has you know I don't have any animosity against anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At one time I felt a look, but the but I had I thought I said the fa- their family had nothing to do with it. but other other people, man, and families held a lot of animosity towards David's. Uh, his name was David. David's family. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Uh, uh, it, wow. it, it, it was it was touching. 
Man. So uh, Man. that was that was, but yeah, but um, right. a lot of so the military training I think I had was a lot of it was dis, dis, uh, disciplinary, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you had mm-hmm. to deal with stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of my job dealt with stress, yeah. deadlines, yeah, uh, 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 preparation, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. those things helped me helped me to hang in there. So I went mm-hmm. home a lot of times. Stuff that people were dealing with, I was offering help for them. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, we can yeah. handle that. No problem, yeah. no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that, that training, that atmosphere I was in was a bit contributing to, yeah. Yeah, to, to deal with some of that. Yeah. Man. Some of the grief. So, uh, with you, so with you having to be the strong one in the family, you know, and it's just a, just a way sometimes how God would prepare people for stuff like that. With you going to the military and, and, and you know, being the one that could deal with all this, when do you find yourself at a at a at a you know at a low point where you just maybe by yourself and having to deal with that? Uh, does your does your military training kick in or do you just you know do it, I'm talking about just like when you just a when ain't nobody else around you know what they say like they say sometime when when the, when the music stops and the, and, the, and right. the chicken gone and all the food gone and everybody yeah. going home then how do you Still, cause naturally, yourself yeah. in a situation. Naturally, like that. something like man, what you just went through, and I, I don't want to reiterate the incident, man, man. But um, you, you, you have to find that time, like my pop said, for you to really just yeah. sit down mm-hmm. and right. accept like this just happened. Mm-hmm. So, so to springboard off of his question, with you being in the military, man, how were you able to to just adjust? Mm-hmm. Because naturally, man, for something as traumatic for as that to happen to anybody else, man. It's kind of hard to show up at that brother's funeral, yeah. you know, like yeah. like knowing that that that, that kind of happened, man. That's, well, that's true. Um, I'm, I, I'll be honest. Uh, when I went into service, mm-hmm. basic training uh, in the Navy at that time was was twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. Twelve weeks, mm-hmm. and you were put to the test of of how much you could endure. Daily. How much you can yeah. take uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. up on graduate? By the time you graduated, you mm-hmm. said that you could go. Ta- you, you know, your thought was, "I can go tackle the world. I don't care what yeah. it is." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. my my job is to receive the orders, pass them on, obey the orders. You mm-hmm. know, that, that's passed on to me without question. You right. know, unless it's mm-hmm. something that's going to end my life. And that's the way I kind of looked at everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know, uh, so I did. So I I, I kind of didn't have to deal with a lot of intense stress. Uh, because of my lifestyle at the time, mm-hmm. but uh, but another incident that that really was uh, tough uh, grief for me mm-hmm. is when I lost my brother, and mm-hmm. he was wow. one year older than me. Wow. Okay. Man. So I lost a sister. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. A younger sister. What was 19- the time span? I, well, yeah. 1979 was mm-hmm. my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother uh, that died. Uh, he was one year older than me. Mm-hmm. He died about nine years ago. He was the one that received a kidney. Uh, from my youngest yeah, brother. Yeah, I remember okay. that. I remember, I remember okay. that. Mm-hmm. Pastor Brooks, okay. mm-hmm. and, you know, the church did go down. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Jackson. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, and he received a kidney. He had polio. He was one of the ones that, that he had polio. My mother had eight children. And he had polio as a mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. Had to get an artificial bone in his leg and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, wow. we talk about vaccines, you know, he had a, you know, that's, he had, we yeah. had to take polio shots back then. Yeah. It, it prevented yeah. polio. Wow. But, uh, but they growing up, uh, we graduated the same year from high school because that when he had that polio, he had mm-hmm. to be out of school in in and out of the hospital in Memphis dealing right. with that condition. So he wound up losing a year and had graduated in '69 mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. So that was a tough loss when he passed away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. here again, I'm in church now, and he's mm-hmm. a deacon at his church. He was the first one of us mm-hmm. in the family to really get into the church. To a to that to a degree, I, cause we 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 actually accepted Christ in our life as young kids, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and but he was stayed at he was still at that church. I left when the military, but I was there until I went right. in the military. Right. But uh, and he became deacon, chairman of deacons, uh, and uh, he had come up to Nashville mm-hmm. uh, with his family, bringing one of his granddaughters to college. Uh, okay. Taking us because college was about to start, mm-hmm. and all the way back after they got back. His mm-hmm. wife drove back because he wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And he got out of the car and collapsed and uh, wound up going wow, to the hospital. Man. And, uh, yeah, and passed away. Wow. I, and I had to talk to the Lord. We, wow. we, we, we talked about it. They had him on life support. So mm-hmm. we had to get yeah. together with the family. His wife didn't want to disconnect him. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the yeah. rest of us prayed about it, talked about it. And you know, his yeah. condition, the doctor said, was about 0% chance for him mm-hmm. to be, you know. So I had to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. 
and, 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 and you know, I've never cried at yeah. a film. Except yeah. once that I remember, I really cried, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just couldn't hold. And, and well, two times, my, my mm-hmm. wife, mm-hmm. but my, but my, uh, my mother when she passed. Yeah. My mother just mm-hmm. went to sleep. She was, but then she wasn't in the long hospitalization and all that. Mm-hmm, so dealing yeah. with that grief was tough. But because mother raised you, mother yeah, patched yeah. you up, mother sent yeah, you to man. school, mother made us take a bath. You no, know, daddy always <laughs> was at work, yeah. made us do all these things, and 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 uh. Uh, I went down there and I was sitting there on, you know, at the film and all of a sudden, you know, I tried, I, I, the military didn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The military did not work. Mm-hmm. Uh, discipline mm-hmm. I thought I had mm-hmm. to sit there with everybody and all of a sudden yeah. just, yeah. just yeah. tears. Yeah. 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 Get it out of me. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. wondering, man. Yeah. There's got to be a time and I broke. that you yeah. release, man. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because in yeah. other words, it's just like you being at the black man vent table today. And I thank you for being at the table. Yeah, yeah That's what yeah. this is for. Right. To get it out, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, exactly. see, we talked about that when we was dealing with depression. That you can hold it in because black men, that's what we, you that's know, what, that's what we we, we yeah. are programmed to do. Right. But Nobody at some point, man, yeah, at right, some point, right. it's got to yeah, flow. So yeah. it would be very nice. What you say? That it would have been good if you had to have somebody... That you could just let all that out to, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just could have really just talked to somebody, like a, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe another friend, right, or right. another brother that you trust to yeah. be able to just share with him the feelings that you was having then, because you know, even me and you have talked about some things over right, the right. years, man, about dealing with this stuff, and it helps me. I'm telling you, it helped me to talk to people about this stuff, right, and I had yeah. to learn that, man, because yeah. again, I was stereotype is we got to be strong. I got to be that rock. Man. I think. I think when I started to cry at, at my mother's funeral, mm-hmm. sitting there, and it's like I, I could, it was uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. And I think that grief went all the way back to Carolyn Jackson. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. Carolyn Maxwell. Yeah, the young, yes. the young girl. That, it went yeah. all the way back yeah. to her, my yeah. sister, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. and and my father, because my father died uh, in a, uh, uh, a truck. You know, he was, he was a truck driver. Mm-hmm. The truck had an accident and crashed in the truck burn up and so they had wow. a closed casket funeral. Wow. But my mother said Dang. that wow. I'd given my daddy a suit one time. I come home on leave. I was in the military. He said, boy, that's a good look. So I went to church. I always go to church. Mm-hmm. He said, that's a good looking mm-hmm. suit. <laughs> and man, I liked that. Mm-hmm. And I got home from church that Sunday yeah. because he was about to size me at the time. I pulled that suit off. Yeah. I took, had it dry clean, put it on and hung it up. Mm-hmm. And I left off going back to my duty station. I said, that's your suit, Dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when he passed, my mother had him buried in that suit. Wow. And that was consolation for me, man. It's comforting also. Yeah, yeah. And one of the, it's, it's, it's interesting, man. I'm going to touch back on one of our four stages. Um, the final stage of, of according to addictionhope.com, is, mm-hmm. is recovery uh, okay. when you're dealing with grief. And and I think one thing that helps uh, Deacon Cawthon, Pops, y'all, let me know if you agree or not. One thing that helps in the recovery stage is doing what we're doing right here at this table. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's venting, man. That's yeah. talking. Um, yeah. You know, even you said, man, years, years ago, man, when you as a child were able to see the young lady that just collapsed, man, you went through one of the stages and being shock. shock and denial. Yeah. You know, y'all were just playing just, just casually mm-hmm. and you just, she ran and grabbed a little bit of tap water and came back out, man, and, yep. and, and couldn't play no more. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's stuff like that, man. Um, like I said, fast forward us to um, getting through the rest of the stages, man. Intense concern at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you were like, man, like she, she, she's, she's, yeah, uh, really the heart's on? palpating. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. she's a hyperventilating. Like I don't, uh, at, at five right. or six years old, you know, That's you were right. like, man, what's going on? And then the despair and depression came, man. After finally accepting, I think you said you talked to your mom and dad, and they kind of yeah. helped you understand what kind of had just happened, man. And here, 40, 50, 60 years later, you finally are kind of recovering from it, you right, know, right. even after kind of back to back to back grieving moments. But that was the initial moment that kind of helped you. Yeah, with my you mom, know. I think that yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, yeah. that's, um, my, that's um, big. Yeah. And since, you know, when, and, and of course, since coming to Nashville, um, mm-hmm. uh, my pastor, I think, I mean, I second to none in support. I think with mm-hmm. any dealing with grief or any situation that's tough, trust mm-hmm. me, if mm-hmm. you've got a good 
relationship in your church. Mm, I, yeah. I, I often say I feel uh, bad for folk that's got to deal with some stuff yeah. that don't know the Lord are not in any church. Mm-hmm. They got to, I mean, they mm-hmm. yelling. I said, well, I can sit there knowing that because I know because Pastor Brooks teaches. Right. You know, we've even, I've, I've gone through the uh, uh, the grief training that Pastor, I'm sure you have too, mm-hmm. Leon. You, you may have been too mm-hmm. young, I don't know. But mm-hmm. but that was really uh, 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 inspirational training mm-hmm. that we got. So uh, mm-hmm. we, we dealt with how to deal with dream. Then Pastor Brooks talked about the stages, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's, one, that's one of the ones where I had to deal with my brother. Right. My brother's, right. you know, that, that was the last one. That, that was still kind of lingering, you know, yeah. my brother. Yeah. And, uh, and, but that, but dealing with, and see, one of the things that he that was taught was that stress, I mean, that grief mm-hmm. can last three months, mm-hmm. six yes. months, yes. nine months, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. uh, and so, yeah. like, that's why I say time mm-hmm. is, is kind of the, one of the, uh, uh, biggest factors to help you, you know, she gone, that's it. You know, yeah, get back yeah. to what she was doing. Well, right. everybody mm. can't. Work yeah, everybody like can't that. bounce true. back like it, man. That's, that's true. true. You know, that's true. even guys. That's, that, that's why guys that go into the military. Yeah, and they watch some of their buddies or what might get killed. Yeah, and they have to keep going on and keep fighting it, and it doesn't. You know, it t- hits them, but they they can't focus at that point. Man. That's why you get the P- PTS PTSD. Yeah, mm-hmm. later on, mm-hmm. now it hits mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. After the fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, you said, man, about grief and the 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 length of it. Um, we, we, we presented a, um, a, a fact from Addiction Hope in our last episode that there's a diagnosis for that called prolonged grief disorder. Um, they call it PGD, mm-hmm. in which severe grief symptoms have been experienced for at least six months and a person is stuck in a maladaptive state. Wow. So that essentially means, man, that, that, that you, you, you can kind of suppress it and suppress it and mm-hmm. suppress it mm-hmm. to where it's just numbing, mm-hmm. oh, you yeah. know. You know, you're not you're not past it, but you're not through it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it right. just kind of leads you in that in that numbing state, man. Um, Dick, man, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick quick segment break. Pops, you got anything before we break no, off? No, I, I was just thinking that too, man. Uh, Dick, we appreciate that, man. Just uh, as long as I've been knowing you, I, I've known and heard you talk about some of these, but I didn't Never know it was like that, yeah, just man, that back man. to back stuff, man. Know, <laughs> I'm yeah, saying yeah. And for me, knowing you and knowing that you've been through all that, I can say that I truly believe. That you have done one thing that we talked about in the last one, introductory, and we talked about a lot of our church. Yeah. That uh, you have to properly deal with grief, right? Because if you don't, then it'll start affecting you in other areas, and it'll affect you in ways, man, that you don't even know you're being affected, and you just be doing stuff and acting in certain ways, and not even know why it's going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think we come back to the next section, uh, session, the uh, final grief that you know that uh, I've had to deal with. And- I'm still dealing with it because yeah, that's, yeah. that's death of my wife. Yeah. Definitely. We're yeah. going to uh, Nashville. Right We're going to take a quick segment break. Please stay tuned in with us. We're going to get more into this grief. This is the body mass index of grief and a black man with uh, Vincent Cawthon. We're going to touch on his lasting, um, his, his last dealing with grief or most recent dealing with grief and also touch on the psychological and uh, physical effects that can be associated when a black man is dealing with grief. Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Vent today? This is the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. Nashville, we want to thank you for sticking with us uh, as we take our segment break again. Good morning to you guys. This is the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. You're with us now on the body mass index of grief in a black man with Vincent Cawthon. He's given us a great uh, first part of our podcast show for today. And um, just stick with us as, as he continues to uh, walk us through his life and his dealing and um, how he's adjusted and managed grief being a black man. Uh, we're going to revisit uh, one of our segments that we had in the previous uh, depression season. Um, and that's just celebrity birthdays. Um, so to anyone that is celebrating a birthday today, we want to tell you happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Uh, just wanted to again uh, manifest positivity and um, blessings in your life. And uh, may God keep you as he can and only he will. 
And uh, with that being said, guys, let's look into some celebrity birthdays for today, September the 13th. Um, I may be pronouncing her name wrong, but May Questel, she was the voice of Betty Boop. Uh, her birthday would have been today. She would have been 89 years old. So happy birthday to her. Uh, we also have, man, I know everybody knows this name, Tyler Perry, uh, one of the most prominent and uh, influential filmmakers, actors. Man, he, he it's not too many titles that he doesn't have. Uh, Tyler Perry's birthday is also today. So happy birthday to Medea. Uh, let's move on to tomorrow. Uh, again, we're going to go through the week. So let's move on to tomorrow. Anybody celebrating a birthday tomorrow? Uh, Nazir Jones, a.k.a. Nas, one of the biggest rap names in the industry. Uh, his birthday is tomorrow. Um, Amy Winehouse, she's a singer as well. Um, her birthday is also tomorrow, September the 14th. We'll move on Nashville to September the 15th. Um, again, guys, uh, let's see if we can find your birthday twin here. Scrolling down, scrolling down. Tommy Lee Jones' birthday is uh, September the 15th. We also have Dan Marino, um, former quarterback for the Miami Dolphins from uh, 1983 to 1999. Um, Dan Marino, his birthday is September the 15th. Let me see if we got any more big names here. Da-da-da-da. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. We also got, um, let's see here, Norm Cosby. Norm Cosby, he passed away uh, last year in 2020. Um, he was an actor and comedian. He would have been 93 years old on September the 15th. We'll move right down to September the 16th, guys. Uh, September the 16th, anybody having a birthday on that this part of the week? Uh, Elgin Baylor. Um, I got to mention him because I'm a huge Lakers fan. If you know me, you know that. Former Lakers player, um, coach, executive Hall of Famer, Elgin Baylor. His birthday is September the 16th. So happy birthday to him. Um, Nick Jonas, uh, one of the uh, Jonas brothers. His birthday is also on uh, September the 16th as well. So happy birthday to Nick Jonas this week. We'll move right along to September the 17th. We'll end it here on the 17th. Jimmy Johnson, uh, famous NASCAR driver. His birthday is September the 17th this week. We also have, uh, let's see here, Patrick Mahomes. Um, didn't even know we were born in the same year. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs quarterback. He was born in 1995, and his birthday is September the 17th. And, guys, I think we'll end it here um, with our BMVT celebrity birthday segment. Um, stick with us, guys, again, as we get ready to get right back into the content, the body mass index of grief and a black man with Vincent Cawthon. Stay with us, guys. Have you heard a black man vent today? This is the Black Man Vent 2 podcast. Good morning. Stay with us. In Nashville, just like that, we're back. We're back. We appreciate you for um, taking a segment break with us. Hope you enjoyed the segment that we had for you. We're back. This is the Black Man Ventu podcast. Good morning. This is the Body Mass Index of Grief and a Black Man with uh, Vincent Cawthon. And um, man, we're just going to go right back into it, man. Uh, Deke, I think you wanted to touch base with the Black, with the BMVT audience in Nashville of just your, your most recent dealing with grief, man. Go ahead. For- <clears throat> Well, uh, again, thank you for having me this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, as I told those past uh, issues and mm-hmm. uh, uh, dealing with grief, but uh, dealing with the grief of my wife, uh, Sharon, mm-hmm. who passed on January 24th of this year, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. some about nine months ago, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I thank God uh, for her. I thank God for her life and legacy. Uh, see, I can just thank God, mm-hmm. even, even though mm-hmm. she she's gone, and that, mm-hmm. you know it's, it's a sad thing. But because I've learned so much, and I've grown so much in the Lord, that uh, I know where she's at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. Her, yeah. her destiny yeah. is. I know and she. I know that she's in a better place because yeah. I I was her caregiver, her primary caregiver for some 
10 to 11 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, yeah. once she got yeah. sick, and, and as you guys know, she was uh, one of the church's musicians oh, yeah. at yeah. St. James. Yeah. She played a fool at a piano, yeah. too, man. For some yeah. 25 yeah. years. She had a degree yeah. in music education. Yeah. She was a great mother. Yeah. Uh, she was yeah. a great wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Share with Nashville, man, how long were you guys uh, in matrimony? How long were you guys married? We got married uh, in 1971. 1971. Just don't take marriage serious, man. Get married for all the wrong reasons. But yeah. you hung in there, man, at yeah. some of the most tough times yeah. in y'all's marriage, man. Yeah. Where it said, when it say death do us part, yeah. you you live yeah. that, man, because yeah. I've seen it. Oh, I've seen man. it on TV. I've seen it in real life. Sometimes this happens to people. They get sick. The spouse be gone. Yeah. They 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 skadoodle. They they yeah. out of there. Yeah. But this yeah. man stood there. Yeah. He stood in the gap for his wife. Mm-hmm. I watched it for myself. She used yeah. to, Same. you know, my wife used to keep her yeah. uh, and let yeah. Deke go take care of some business, man. But uh, at the end of the day, that still is a tough pill. When again, a change of life. Yeah. So that's another yeah. part of yeah. grief because. Yeah. The things that you were doing, even in the caregiving, you had got used to that. That was yeah. a routine. You had yeah. a routine. We go mm-hmm. to the doctor on this day. I go pick up supplies on mm-hmm. this day. I go get medicine on this day. Mm-hmm. I drop off over him so I can go play my golf. Y'all heard y'all. Mm-hmm. He's, hey, now, he still was golfing now. Yeah. Even when yeah, that was yeah, going yeah. on. Still he golfing. still was golfing. So, was but you had a routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was your break, right? Your outlet. Yeah. Yeah. But you had a routine. So when the routine stopped, mm-hmm. and now, like you said, you're going through it, you know, just just pick pick up on that, man. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, and you're right. Uh, one of the things I went to a couple of uh, workshops dealing with uh, caregiver for Alzheimer's and dementia because mm-hmm. it's one of the toughest things that a caregiver yes. can dementia, deal with yeah. Yeah. because yeah. the person yeah. goes through stages. Yeah, and yeah. they they react to you, the the, the loved one. Yeah, mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in in ways that you were like. That's not them, mm-hmm. and you have to understand that that's not them mm-hmm. because yeah. a lot of the person that, that that's right there every day gets the blunt of a lot of negative, mm-hmm. negative. But but you know, uh, I look at it. I feel you know I I wouldn't wish that particular disease on anybody because yeah. it's tough to deal with. Yeah. And, and I thank God that I was strong enough to hang in there. Yeah, I said to myself, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. She ain't going in no nursing home. There you go. I'm going to go. Take bathe her. Yeah, I'm gonna change her. I'm gonna take her to her appointments. I'm gonna sit there and feed her. That's what marriage. And we did about. all of that. Yeah, Come yeah. on, man. That's what I all of that. All of that up until the last swab I put on her lip. That's what it's about, man. Before yeah. she took the last breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what I have, to, what I'm dealing with, what I, the, the uh, grief part of it today or right now, mm-hmm. and Pastor Travis is that what could I have done? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. made it to that fifty mm-hmm. years, or to mm-hmm. made it yeah. Yeah. further down the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lord, yeah. did I do anything? Yeah, wrong. Yeah, Lord, mm-hmm. could I have? Right. Been? And Look. they get people say, Vince, you you did all. You, we watched you. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. I, but I no, didn't feel. That's I didn't feel. Yeah. I felt I left out. I left something out. Yeah, I left man. some things out. I could have yeah. done better. You know, and uh, and I asked God forgive wow. me for that. So you know, let me let me tie in. But I didn't mean to cut y'all pop. Let me tie in your timeline real quick. You said that your brother passed away nine years ago, and you were the caregiver for your wife for ten or eleven years. Is that was it? Was that Uh, said right? My brother passed away. Because I'm basically analyzing, like, yeah, you, you, you lost your brother and dealt with that grief while you were still trying to care for your wife, knowing that she had just got diagnosed with, you know. Yeah, it was at the same time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because, because, wow, uh, because man, that's we, strength, man. We went to that <laughs> that's strength, dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah, that's strength. My wife man. was diagnosed that's strength, wow, somewhere man. around 2010, I think it was, 2011. Wow. Man. And what I did, I was, I had retired from the Navy, mm-hmm. but I was working for a company, uh, 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 up on Charlotte, and, yeah. and I said to myself, I said, and then especially when they said, you, you know, she's gonna require, you know, hands on. Yeah, I told, yeah. I put in my papers to retire from that job. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, oh, man. The day 
after I turned 62. I worked yeah. up to, I was 62. And yeah. I said, I'll just draw early Social Security so I retired the next day. Right. Because I knew. Yeah. And I didn't want the wrong folk doing, yeah, not man. doing, not giving her adequate, adequate yeah. care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. And uh, one, one of the things uh, that, that it's funny, but my, my, my father-in-law mm-hmm. said to me when I, we got married, he said, he said, Vincent, you're a fine man. You know, he's a pastor, pastor yeah. two churches. He mm-hmm. pastored for over 45 years. Mm-hmm. And he came up mm-hmm. here. Y'all may mm-hmm. have met him I'm uh, before mm-hmm. he passed. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he said, you know, you're getting ready to take our only child away from here. Because I was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. You're getting ready to take our only daughter away from here. He said, let me give you some advice. I said, yes, sir. He, he was about six foot two. He, mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. he said, if you ever get tired of her, mm-hmm. he said, don't put your hand on her. Mm-hmm. He said, just bring her on back to Jackson and we'll take her back just like you take her back. <laughs> if yeah, that's I, a refund with no receipt. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even need the receipt right there, man. <laughs> I, I always talk, yeah. every time I, we had an argument, yeah. you know you have a little scraps yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. I, I was thinking about that because I hate yeah, Right, right. I feel you. I feel you. But we had a lot of good time. A lot of good time. I, I thank awesome. God that I was able to take my wife to so many places and see so many things and mm-hmm. visit, you know, yeah. Yeah. so many sites and things. I know y'all, people, I said, man, I don't have to go anywhere because I was in the name. We went everywhere. We yeah. went to the White We're House. We've seen the world, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, the Empire State Building. Yeah. We lived in Florida, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, mm-hmm. all these different places, you mm-hmm. know, and seeing things. So, you know, we had a we had a good run of it. Yeah, yeah. Good run, right, man. right. But yeah. I can walk around my house by myself. Yeah. And you know, and feel I'm, I'm just just is at peace. Yeah, you know, that's good. Because that's because good, I, I you know, and, and yeah. the Lord gave that to me. We, and I, yeah. we, uh, you know, and, and my family, my, my my son, my daughters, mm-hmm. uh, my two sons, they're both very supportive. And, yeah, so, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, my daughter, my daughter just act like my mother now. She called me. Just checking on your dad. How you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm doing all right. You sure? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. But she and she always, she always told me, Dad, I really appreciate what you what you do for mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Ain't that so? That's what she was. Saying. Yeah, man. Praise God, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. Praise God, man. Praise really God, man. Yeah, praise God, man. You know, that's one of them things, man, where Nashville, when you've been in a relationship and you know you've done your best, it just, it, it, it's, it's comforting, but it's also to the point where you just like, I wish it hadn't ended, but like I said on the last podcast, it's the cycle of life, man, and that's something that we all have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you give your all to the relationships that you're in while you got a chance. I'm talking mm-hmm. about that's mothers right, and fathers, sons and daughters, sons and daddies, mothers and, 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 and sons, all you know. Hey, man, cousin, whatever. Whatever relationship you're in, you want to give your all so that when when tragedy, and I ain't, well, I'm just going to say when a grieving type moment comes mm-hmm. and those challenging times, you can always look back and say, I gave it all I had. Mm-hmm. Right. I gave mm-hmm. it all I had. And when you know you gave it all you had, you can cry tears. But yeah. it's kind of like joyful tears because, right. hey, man, I did it. I'm talking about yeah. I did all I could do. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you, man, like you, like my son just said, we watched you, man. Yeah. You did all yeah. you could do. Nah, because yeah, it, it yeah, was yeah, a lot of people on the outside yeah. looking in. I'm telling you what they were saying. Yeah. I couldn't have done it. Yeah. I couldn't have done that, man. Yeah, no, Nashville, <laughs> man, this this is no lie to tell, man. Um, this man in front of us, man, literally did everything that the vows stood for at at, at in marriage. Mm-hmm. Um I, I just just from a millennial standpoint, man, I I, I commend you, um, Dean Cawthon, just because it kinda it inspires uh the black man in my generation, man, that, that marriage, man, when when you when you it, it's more than putting a ring on it. Yes. You know, like it's it's, it's literally it's, it's, commitment. It's, it's it's a true commitment, mm-hmm. you know, and not to just each other, man, but to God, yeah. you know, and um, Deke, man, you 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 put it full force, man, just just 49 and a half years and some, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, just just mm-hmm. being able to, being able, man, to just hold it you down, know, man, a lot of time it's amazing. I, a lot of times when I play golf now, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I would have, a, the caregiver would be there, mm-hmm. and I'd say, fellas, okay, I need to get out of here, because caregiver get off work. Yeah. And so, yeah. now... I get through, and I say, okay, I'll see y'all later. I'll run home. I, feel, I don't have to do no caregiving. Nobody there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, but I had yeah. gotten into that yeah. routine. That routine, yeah. Of going mm-hmm. home, yeah. mm-hmm. taking, yeah. care of, taking care of my wife yeah. to the point that I, I, I did it several times. I, and I 
caught myself after I go in the house. I said, well, I really don't. I could have stayed was, out yeah. all day. And all <laughs> right. yeah. 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 It was right. almost second right. nature. Yeah. It was almost second nature, right. man. Pops, you want to touch on some of the uh, psychological well, things? Well, I, I was just sitting here listening to what he was saying. I'm just going to hit on a couple of them, then we're going we gonna to get out of here, man, because we don't want to hold you too long. But I thank you again, Dick. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. say it enough, man, how much I thank you, man, yeah, for serious. doing this. Serious. But uh, mm-hmm. one of the things I heard you say was feelings of guilt and shame over an experience lost. Right. And you were saying that you ask yourself, could you have done all you could do? But that's just one of the psychological effects, man. Then you talk about depression. You know, you might have felt a level of depression from some of the things that we've heard you say tonight. And then, you know, it said mood swings. And Now, I hadn't seen this out of you, but you might have had it. Outburst of anger. I don't know if you had that. I just think you too too mild mannered of a guy to have that one. But mm-hmm. I, I do know, know I saw that one. The one that you just said that uh, that feelings of guilt and shame. So that was one of the psychological effects mm-hmm. that they talked about. And I'm just thankful to God that. But one of the other things they were talking about the physical effects. You know, like uh, it says insomnia. Did you find yourself having an insomnia where you been can't in sleep. moments now where you can't sleep? Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 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 The the Ability not to sleep, you know, and I'm. And, and let me say this: mm-hmm. nobody has been in my uh, the, in our bedroom mm-hmm. since my my daughter and Sharon's cousin went in there and took all the you know her clothes out of the mm-hmm. closet, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, back a couple of weeks after she passed, mm-hmm. took all the clothes and stuff out, mm-hmm. and nobody's been in there but me. Mm-hmm. I just put. Them, <laughs> those, those. Her, so the clothes is all him. You know, the husband doesn't get any room in the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But I just put yeah. the four suits I bought up at Fort Campbell. Just put those four suits in that closet. In that closet. Uh, yeah. uh, and I felt like I was. I didn't. Were, I, mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't have the right to utilize those closets, mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. the drawers. Drawers and the and the dresser. They're, they're, yeah. they're all empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've yeah. still got to come to the point. Of saying I can use these things, yeah, mm-hmm. you know they are, you know, but yeah. I still say they're hers, yeah, and so, yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I, yeah. I, I, the dresser, and the mirror, and the closet, and all that stuff, that think big old thing, she had all her shoes and stuff, yeah. is still there, just as empty as it was. Wow. Yeah, I man. mean, you know, yeah. uh, since they yeah. emptied it, but uh, I'm growing a little bit, easy, you know, more each day, hopefully, but. Mm-hmm. But, uh, just still, just still a readjusting yeah. period. Yeah. Like I say, mm-hmm. time, time is. Uh, I think it's one, probably one of the. the it's the biggest thing. healer of pain, right? I, I, I and I think continuing pain, uh, uh, for Christians, I think continuing mm-hmm. your relationship with the church. Yes. Some people go through grief, and you find what else? Oh, they out. They left church. Mm-hmm. They out and get to get mm-hmm. drinking alcohol, drugs, and all that kind of stuff. That's some of the. Some of the. Yeah. That's some of the. Yeah. That's some of the physical I find effects, out man. the biggest relief for me. It's going to church. Yeah. <laughs> being feel, around being around my, my church member, being yeah. in Sunday school and all those things. Yeah. And so so yeah. that's been a a grief relief. Mm. A grief relief. Okay. Uh, okay. for me. Yeah. Okay. And you know, mm-hmm. and, and I talked to Pastor a few times. How's it going, Vince? You know, this is he said, Yeah, I, and and that that uh when he did her her, her eulogy, mm-hmm. uh, that was that was probably that's one of the most inspiring things. He said she changed that church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she did. Love yeah. a left la- a lasting legacy, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, she left a lasting so legacy. I, yeah. You know, so I'm so I'm you know, that makes me happy. Uh, yeah, man. uh you yeah, know, man. and and I'm and I'm pulling through this, yeah. Uh I wish it could have lasted longer, but you know God knows His business. Mm-hmm. There you, you go. Know, and I accept that. Go. I accept His will. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, uh, there you so go. He's been good, and I'm good. There you go. But I, I pray that guys uh, dealing with those type of situations can. And I think if you know, I think just I think we got a better shot at it, Christians, if we keep Christ first. Yeah, yeah. we got a yeah. better shot at it. Yeah, you know, yeah. even though yeah. all of us have to deal with the, you know, with the emotional, the life symptoms, and all of that. But yeah. I think if, if we let Christ kind of guide us. We'll yeah. be able to make it through those tough things. You know, the memories are all going to be good. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Family, 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 We're going to get ready to end this thing on this note, man. But I thank Deacon Cawthon mm-hmm. for coming on and giving us, giving us a story. He just noticed that uh, 
We had a quilt built, uh, made with my mother when she passed and all the family members on it. So there's different things you can do for something that he just said that's not on our uh, uh, source resources list that we we uh, are looking at and been taking some of our notes from. Yeah. It's not on that list, but he yeah. said this right here. He said, grief, relief. Grief relief, yeah. I Grief that. relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not on here. You yeah. you might need to call them and tell them, hey, y'all miss something. <laughs> <laughs> y'all miss something. Y'all yeah. miss some grief relief because they give you the symptom, the, the psychological and the physical, physical issues yeah. that you might do, but they never tell you how to basically get out of it. Them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. The relief so you from just grief. told us, man, that yeah. you really need a strong uh, connection with the Lord, man. And if you and family. And, if, and, and, and a strong family strong connection. Family and if you don't have one of those or have both of them, hopefully you got both. Hopefully you got God first. But if you don't have those, then dealing with grief is going to be a tough go, man. Yeah. It's going to be a yeah. tough go. And the thing about this grief thing, if you keep living, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. Definitely. Definitely, man. Um, and then if you don't, if you, you, you should have Christ in your life. But if you don't have Christ, if you don't have family, one thing you do got is the Black Man Ventu podcast. Yeah. And we're here to bring, uh, again, awareness to grief yes. and awareness to that uh, that it affects not only just black men, but just men in general. But yes. again, we want to make sure that our platform focuses on the ones that don't get the voice. And that's yes. the black man in Nashville. Yes. Um, Dean Cawthon, man, thank you. Thank, thank you again, you. man. Yes, uh, we appreciate your input. We appreciate everything, man, that you gave us. And we hope and pray that again, this touches somebody, man, on the other side of this, uh, on the other side of this speaker, man. But yes. um, nonetheless, pops, man, we're gonna head out. Anything that you got for us? I want to say uh, to Nashville again. I want to thank Deacon Cawthon for sitting at the BMVT table tonight. I mean, said this morning, my fault. Sitting at the BMVT table this morning and mm -hmm. giving us mm -hmm. his outlook and the way he's dealt with grief. And uh, like my son said again, I want to reiterate that that I hope something was done said or heard this morning that will help somebody that's going through grief or if you know somebody and you see them going through grief hopefully you heard uh, something today that will help them or help you to be able to deal with it yeah. so until next week nashville black man until next week it's a wrap black man don't get trapped nashville life is short so whatever relationships that you have to get right don't wait until tomorrow do it today. Nashville, this is the Black Man Venture Podcast. It is what it is and it ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can and you came with what you can. Have you heard a Black Man Venture today? You just heard it. The Body Mass Index of Grief and a Black Man with Vincent Cawthon. This has been another episode of the Black Man Venture Podcast. Good morning.